You are listening to a message from Victory Alabang. Get the latest updates by visiting victoryalabang.org or like us on facebook.com slash victoryalabang. We're going to continue with this series. I want to go ahead and dive into the Word this morning. I believe that God uh, has a Word for all of us here. Today, we're going to be focusing on Matthew chapter 6, and we're starting all in all a brand new section. Uh, this is about our relationship with God. Let's begin from Matthew chapter 6, verse 1. Beware of practicing your righteousness before other people in order to be seen by them, for then you will have no reward from your Father who is in heaven. Verse 2, thus, when you give to the needy, sound no trumpet before you as the hypocrites. Everybody say, as the hypocrites. As the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may be praised by others. Truly I say to you, they have received the reward, but when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your giving may be in what? in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. In verse 5, and when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites. Everybody say, be like the hypocrites. Okay, do not be like them, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners that they may be seen by others. Truly I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Everybody say, will reward you. And when you pray, verse 7, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. Now, the verses 9 to verse 15 will be talked about next week. That's a whole sermon in itself, the, the Lord's Prayer. So we're going to talk about that in detail. But we'll jump into verse 16, and this is about fasting. And when you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites. Everybody say again, like the hypocrites. For they disfigure their faces that their fasting may be seen by others. Truly I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face, that your fasting may not be seen by others, but by your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Everybody say, will reward you. And then let's bow our heads and pray. Father, we are so grateful for the preaching of your word this morning. We ask that you would bless this time and we acknowledge the Holy Spirit that is here. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for being our teacher, our guide, the one who illuminates your word, the one who speaks to us as a church. I pray that you would open up our hearts and our spiritual ears to hear what your spirit wants to speak to us as a congregation and even as individual Christians and as sons and daughters of God. Bless the preaching of your word. We thank that you will transform our lives this morning in Jesus' name. Let me pray. Amen. We are continuing. This is week number, I think, week number nine. And as I mentioned earlier, we're starting altogether a brand new section of uh, the Sermon on the Mount. Uh, if you will recall, we started off by the Beatitudes. Everybody say the Beatitudes. Now, how many of you here are blessed? Please raise your hand. If you are blessed, raise your hand. Great. Okay. So I believe that God has blessed each and every one of us. We have been blessed with every spiritual blessings in Christ. Amen. And even as we started off, when Jesus was talking about the kingdom of God, and that's the essence of the Sermon on the Mount. Ang Sermon on the Mount pala is He's introducing Himself as the new king. He's a new king coming into uh, a new kingdom, and He is introducing that to His followers. 
His main audience during this time basically were the disciples, but there were people outside who are not yet disciples, people in the crowd who are eventually or potentially going to be disciples. And so people are listening to him as he, you know, um, expounds on the kingdom of God. Ano ba talaga yung kingdom ni Lord? What does it mean for us to be part of the kingdom of God? What does it mean for us to be part of the kingdom? We are in this world and yet we are not of this world. How many of you are here and you are part of the kingdom of God? You are a believer. Please raise your hand. How many of you believe that one day you will go to heaven? Please raise your hand. Great. How many of you would like to go to heaven right now? Don't raise your hand yet, right? Not yet. In the future, we're going there. That's our destination. And Jesus is clarifying that while we are here on earth, occupy. While we are here on earth, expand and help, you know, uh, expand the border by being salt and light. And so he talked about Christian character first. And that's about the Beatitudes. And he said, blessed are those who mourn for, you know, they will be uh, comforted. Blessed are those who are, you know, hungry and thirsty. How many of you are hungry already for the things of God? Okay, not yet hungry for lunch. But how many of you are hungry for lunch? Okay, if you don't raise your hand, I'm going to preach three hours here. No, 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 just kidding, okay? Just kidding. You know, but blessed are those who are hungry and thirsty for righteousness, for they will be filled. And then he went on and on and he talked about how blessed we are, you know, if you're a peacemaker and if you are pure in heart because you will see God. And then he went on and said, blessed are those who are persecuted, for yours is the kingdom of heaven. And so he was talking about Christian character. Then he went on and shifted and talked about Christian influence. He talked about us being salt and light. You are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. Even if you are not a full-time minister, you are a minister of God. Do you believe that? Maski na ang, you know, maski na ang sweldo mo galing sa Jollibee or sa McDonald's or in a bank or in a call center, guess what? You are being paid by God through that institution to become His witness in that place. Amen. And we are to be salt and light wherever God places us. Even if you're a student, you know, God has placed you in your campus to be salt and light there. And I appreciate the fact that, you know, our campus missionaries, John, Rita, you're doing a fantastic job. Can we just appreciate them again, you know, for leading the work in the campuses. And that's who we are. We want to reach out future leaders. As young as they are, we want to inculcate and deposit in them the character of God. That's what we believe in. Christian influence. People are watching us. Look at the person beside you. Tell that person, they're watching you. They're watching your life. They're staring at you in the office. Christiano ba talaga to? You know, is he really a Christian? Hindi ako naniniwala. Kasi laging galet. Kasi laging masungit. Kasi laging late. Kasi laging, you know, maraming problema. You know, are we representing Christianity in our offices? in our workplace, in our campus? Are we salt and light? Are we going out there and we're really, you know, uh, obeying what God has told us to be the salt of the earth and the light of the world? And then he said, don't lose your saltiness. Don't hide your light. Show it to them. Amen. Let them see that our God in heaven is a good God, that when they realize that you are a son and daughter of God, guess what? They will ultimately praise the one who sent us our Father in heaven. And then we talked about Christian righteousness, a section that is so huge that it had to take us about maybe five weeks to talk about this. And this is known to be the antithesis 
Medyo mahirap sabihin, no? Sabihin mo nga, antithesis. Antithesis, yan. Yung ibig sabihin ng antithesis is the opposite of. And Jesus took the time to clarify the Old Testament law with what should we be doing now. And then he started off by saying, you have heard it said long ago, nalatanda niyo ba yun? That you are not to do murder, but I say unto you, if you have hate in your heart, you've already committed murder. Now, how many of us have committed murder this past week? Don't raise your hand. Nagalit ka, di ba? May nagkat sa'yo, nagalit ka sa parking, nagalit ka sa sasakyan, habaan ng pila, nagalit ka sa boss mo, nagalit ka sa, sa office mate mo, nagalit ka sa klase mo, nagalit sa teacher, binagsak ka sa exam, hindi ka pala nag-aral, di ba? So, we, we get mad. Sometimes we, we have killed them in our heart. And then we talked about adultery. You don't have to commit the physical act of adultery. The fact that you are you know, looking at a woman lustfully, you have already committed adultery in your heart. What Jesus is saying here is He was clarifying that you don't have to do the act in order to have the sin. That just by mere issue of the heart, na commit na pala natin yung sin na yun. I gave the example this morning. For example, this morning, for, uh, nag, uh, nagising ka and then yung wife mo, or whoever, okay, your yaya or your maid or your helper, is cooking a beautiful breakfast. Imaginein mo, pagising mo sa umaga, nagluluto na sa, na, sa kitchen nyo. And you're hearing the pots and the pans, uh, you know, clanging there. Mamaya-maya, nagluluto na siya ng bacon, nagluluto na siya ng spam, nagluluto na siya ng tosino, ang dami niluto, no? Nagluluto na siya ng longganisa. And then, he went, she went on to cook garlic rice and then fried egg. Na, na, wow, na-imagine. Wow, ang bango garlic rice. I can smell the garlic rice. And you were still on your bed. I mean, if you're hungry already, okay? Na-imagine yung habang sinasabi ko, di ba? And that's exactly the picture. Nasa kama pa tayo, naaamoy mo yung garlic rice, naaamoy mo yung longganisa, ini-imagine mo na kinukuha mo yung spoon and fork, kinakat mo yung longganisa, tapos sinubo mo yung garlic rice. What have you done? You have already committed breakfast in your heart. <laughs> Hindi ka pa bumababa sa kitchen. Nag-breakfast ka na. That's exactly what Jesus, what Jesus was saying. That you don't, you don't have to commit the actual sin in order for you to break the law. Everything is the issue of the heart. The heart of the issue is an issue of the heart. It's all about the heart. Mag-ingat ka. Ingatan mo yung lumalabas dyan. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth will speak, he said. In fact, if you want to find out who your friends are and what he believes in and what he, you know, stands for, just talk to him or her. Pakinggan mo lang nato sumas na sinasabi niya. Pakinggan mo lahat lumalabas sa, sa, sa bibig niya. You will find out that this person is full of fear. Ay, natatakot ako kasi may bukol ako dito. Ay, pag-isip ko kanina, masakit yung likod ko. Ay, may cancer yata ako. Mamamatay na yata ako next week. Ay, ay kamusta kayo mga anak? Oh no, the future wala na. Ubus na kami lahat. Can you imagine? If you have someone hearing those statements, you know for a fact that that person is full of fear. Without even having the fruit of the spirit of discernment. Because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth will speak. Everything, Jesus is clarifying, everything is an issue of the heart. And so this morning, we've read another aspect 
of the heart. And it's all about spiritual disciplines. It's not about, you know, we, we've read about giving. We've read about praying. We've read about fasting. Sino sa atin dito ang, you consider yourself as a giver. Please raise your hand. I don't want to lose my reward, Pastor. Eh. No, no, no. Survey lang to, survey, okay? You're not doing this for the sake of, you know, uh, being glorified by men. Or how many of you enjoy a time of prayer? Your devotion with the Lord, it's talking to God. Or maybe fasting. When we fast twice a year, di ba? Meron tayong five days during the beginning of the year. January, meron tayong three days in the middle of the year. We fast together. But then we ask ourselves, What's the motivation? Why are we doing what we're doing? It's still about the heart. When you're talking about coming to church this morning, we ask ourselves a question, why are we here? Why are we here this morning? What is your motivation in coming to church? Eh, pastor, kasi sinabi ng misis ko, atendaw kami, okay. That's a nice motivation. The fear of the wife, no, 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 no. the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, okay? But, you know, what is it that motivates us to come to church? Why are we here? Is it just to win the applause of men? Is it because your victory group leader is here just to say that check attendance? Is it because I want to impress someone? Or is it because that someone that I am praying for is here? And I'm looking at her, and she's there on the other side, and I'm praying for her. Is that the motivation that we have? Or is it really laid out before the Lord and say, Lord, it is because of you that I am here. It is for your glory. It is for your honor. And you know, I realize that, yes, it's, it's difficult to always be in that position. Na parang, can we actually really say that every time we do something spiritual, it's always for the glory and the purpose of God? The ushers who are serving, why are we serving? The team who sang here this morning, why are we doing that? Is it just because of a show or is it because we want to serve the Lord? The pastors who are preaching here, I myself included, why am I doing this? Is it because I want to impress you guys? Or is it because I want to impress Pastor Jonathan? Or is it because, you know, sabihin ko sa inyo na nag-aral ako dito at ako dito, you know, is it because of that? Or is it because ultimately we want to glorify the Lord? I hope that the last or the latter is true for all of us. In all our motivation, the reason why we do Christian service is because ultimately we want to honor and glorify the Lord. Amen. Can we give the Lord praise this morning? In other words, we ask ourselves every time you do good works, why? Why are you doing? What's the motive? The summary of the chapter 6 of Matthew is God first. Everybody say God first. Una say Lord. It's all because of God. We do everything for the glory of God and God alone. Your work tomorrow when you go to work, I hope that you're doing that. Not just because you want to earn. Wala palang work tomorrow. It's holiday. O di double pay pa, di ba? Pagka nag-work ka. I mean, what, what is the motivation of us working? Is it to glorify the Lord or is it just because of us? Christian motivation. You go back to Matthew chapter 5, verse 16, and this came from the very mouths of our Lord Jesus Christ. And He said, In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see 
your good works. Every, everybody read this uh, statement in yellow. That they may see your good works. So basically, Jesus is saying and asking, are you an obvious Christian? Or are you a secret agent believer in your office? Let your light shine. You know, let it be seen by them. And yet, in Matthew chapter 6, verse 1, he is saying the total opposite of his statement in Matthew chapter 5, just a few verses after. He said, beware of practicing your righteousness before other people in order to be seen by them. If he wants us to show our righteousness, why is he suddenly shifting and changing his statement by saying, beware of being seen by them? Because you lose your reward. Ano ba talaga? Ang ibig sabihin Lord dito. In Matthew chapter 5, he was talking about our influence in the world. We are to be obvious Christians when we represent him in the world. Matthew chapter 6 talks about the motivations of the heart. If you're doing that, if you're doing the being salt and light, be careful that you are not doing it for the wrong motive. Kailangan tama yung motibo natin. Kailangan tama yung puso natin. We should actually be going out there and be motivated not just for our own honor and our own reputation or our own affirmation, but for the glory of God. You know, I realize that nowadays our world would love affirmation. Gusto natin ng affirmation, di ba? How many of you have a Facebook account? Please raise your hand. Di ba ikaw pag nag-post ka, gusto mo maraming nagla-like sa'yo? Diba? How many of you gusto yung maraming likes? So, wag diba? Pag nag-post ka na kinain mo mamaya, or kaya whatever, okay? Or in, on Instagram, you want people to like or heart you. Right? Because that's affirmation. You're doing something and you're telling them na I'm doing this as, you know, something like, not just because you want to do good, but it's because it's a current event. It's some news that you want people to know what that you're doing. In fact, nag-Instagram stories ako this morning and actually posted that I'm here in our brand new church in Victory Paranaque. And so, nilagay ko yun doon as a way of announcing to people that we have such a work here in the South. Not so that para ipasikat sa kanila na ang galing-galing nating lahat. Kasi meron tayong bagong simbahan dito. But it's just so that people will know and understand that they can actually invite other people. So there's a different. What's the motivation? When it comes to your influence in the world around you, you need to be an obvious Christian. In the area of influence, kailangan obvious. Everybody say obvious. Obvious ba na Christiano ka sa trabaho mo at sa at sa eskwelahan mo? Are we representing? If you're a student, I hope that you represent Jesus well with your grades. Ipagpray natin na mag-resurrect from the grave. Yung mga test mo, okay? Kailangan makita na, ah, okay. Kaya ka pala laging excellent kasi you have Jesus as your Lord. But when it comes to your motivation in your heart, then you need to be a secret Christian. In other words, we need to be both. We need to be an obvious Christian when it comes to our being an influence to the world around us. And we need to be at the same time a secret Christian when it comes to our motivation in the things that we do. 
So basically, what we're differentiating is being a hypocrite and having authentic righteousness. And three times, Jesus mentioned this word, do not be like these hypocrites. And what do you mean by hypocrite? Hypocrite refers to a play actor or a role player. A hypocrite pala is kind of like an artist, a one who actually, uh, you know, pretends, a pretender. Someone who pretends to be someone that he is not. Someone who puts on a mask and says, I am very spiritual, but in reality, I am not. I'm doing this only for my own. That is what hypocrisy is all about. Remember this, it is not only important that you do the right thing, but you do the right thing in the right way for the right reasons. Amen? Don't just do the right thing. Do the right thing in the right way and for the right reasons. In this particular text we've read, Jesus basically laid out the right things, what the right things are, the spiritual disciplines that we need to have. Sabi niya ganun, di ba? Give. When you give, do this. When you pray, do this. When you fast, do this. The praying, the giving, and the fasting are the right things. But yet, there's a right way of doing praying. There's a right way of giving. There's a right way of fasting. And there's a right motive of doing all these things. In other words, beware of hypocrisy. Sabi mo sa katabi mo yan. Beware of hypocrisy. Wag daw tayo magpanggap. Don't just do things just for the sake of receiving accolade or affirmation or glory or honor from men. So basically, as I mentioned earlier, there are three Jewish pillars of piety, the giving, the praying, and the fasting. These are the three uh, things that every Jewish person practices, and I believe it's healthy that every Christian would practice the same discipline as well. These are called the spiritual disciplines. First, let's talk about giving. Let's just go through this very quickly. The wrong way to give is what Jesus was talking about. In verse 2, He said, Thus, when you give to the needy, sound no trumpet. Everybody say, sound no trumpet. In other words, wag mong announce Don't let it be known on Facebook or Instagram. Don't let it be known. Di ba? Yung, let it be in secret. Don't, you know, don't, when you write a check, for example, don't let people find out the amount. Oh, dadag mo ng zero. Dadag mo ng dalawang zero dyan. Sa umpisa, sa umpisa, di ba? Sa harap din nagdagan, hindi sa dulo. And you know, it's sometimes, and I know that you may not be like that, but the Pharisees during the time of Christ were like that. In fact, it says here, Sound no trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets. And the streets here in, in the Greek is referring to a very narrow road wherein every people are passing by and passing through and there's no other option but for them to see what you're doing. And the Pharisees would like to position themselves in a, uh, in a place wherein everybody will pass there and they would show that they are actually giving alms and help. To those who are in need. They basically, tinatiming nila yan. Pag palabas yung mga tao sa office or they're about to go to the market, that's when they go out there and that's when they show their righteousness. And this is basically hypocrisy. We are grateful for the generosity of our churches. And we're grateful for your generosity. You've, you know, many of you are new here, but if you have been with us for the past decades, we started off 
1984, we had, we had nothing. We're a bunch of young students living off uh, with our allowances. And that's the only thing that we give. Yung, yung dating mga offerings natin when we were a young church, our offerings then were heavy, literally heavy, kasi puro barya. In fact, I would volunteer during that time as a, uh, because my course was accounting and I, I became a CPA eventually. And I would volunteer in the office to count the offerings. Right across our office is our bank. And pag nakita na ng mga bank tellers, when the bank tellers would see me crossing the street with our offerings for that Monday, gusto nila isarado yung counter nila. Because I would be carrying this huge amount of offering and put them on the counter for them to count again. It's easier to count checks, amen, than coins. But that was the beginning of our ministry. And we've seen the generosity of the people in this church that eventually were able to send out missionaries to different parts of the world, were able to support real-life scholars, as uh, Pastor Jonathan has mentioned. Last year, were able to see 20, uh, 250 scholars finish their degree. Several of them graduated summa cum laude and uh, uh, cum laude uh, last year in the different regions of, of, of the Philippines, and we celebrated with them. Currently, in our church here in the south, in Alabang, together with Las Piñas, in Muntinlupa, and, uh, and Paranaque, we have about 25 scholars that we are supporting. By next year, we're believing for 50 scholars that we are supporting and sending them to schools and universities. How many of you know that that requires the grace, the generosity of the people in the church? And I believe that as we do that, let's check ourselves. Yes, we can give and we can support, but let's do that out of our gratitude for the blessing of God that He's given to us and not out of sounding an alarm and sounding a trumpet, I'm giving this because sabi ni Pastor Jonathan, magbigay. No, we're doing this because ultimately we want to honor God in all this. Amen? Can we give the Lord praise for that? We give wrongly if we give to be honored by other people. Let's not do that. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing so that your giving may be in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. The wrong way to give is announcing it. What's the right way to give? In secret. Everybody say in secret. In secret. Be an anonymous giver. Have you ever given and not tell anyone about your gift? And just let God take your gift and be in an adventure. You know, you know, and us just giving and you say, it's anonymous. And I, you know, we've, we've made the practice every time the, the offering is being called. I don't even look at the envelopes in the office. I bar myself from entering the, you know, the, the counting room. And I don't want to know what people are giving or how much they're giving because it is between you and God. Amen. Ultimately, our givings ought to be a secret before the Lord. And the Lord, when He sees your heart, He will reward you for the gift and for the generosity that you have. And I hope that that is also not our motive. We're not giving so that we can receive more from the Lord. Ultimately, we're giving because we want to honor Him because He has been generous to us. Amen? How many of you would agree with me on that? God is a generous God. Come on now. Let's give the Lord praise for that. Secondly, let's talk about praying. Praying is another spiritual discipline that we need to have as believers. And there's a wrong way to do it, and there's a right way to do it. And let's 
look at the wrong way to pray. And Jesus basically outlined this in his text, in his scripture. And when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues. And here we see again, at the street corners. But yet this time, the street corner here is different from the street corner that was placed there in the area of giving. Same word in the English, street, different word in the Greek. The street here is a wide street, an intersection kind of a street, where people can actually intermerge and they see the Pharisees there. Kitang-kita nila kung sila ay nakatayo dun sa kanto na sila ay nagdadasal. They want to basically show the people how spiritual they are. I hope that we are not like that. When we pray, basically this talking about our devotion to the Lord, you go to the room. They have received their rewards in full. That's why in verse 6 he said, When you pray, go into your room, shut the door, and you pray to your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Don't pray to be seen by other people. Pray intimately before God because prayer is our communion with the Father. Next week we're going to be unpacking this particular topic of prayer. This Our Father, the Lord's Prayer. In verse 7, it says, When you pray, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask of Him. How many of you know that God knows everything? Even before you enter the room, God knows exactly what's in your heart. That's why when we pray as an act of communicating with the Lord, let's not just babble meaningless repetition. You know, I remember when we were younger, me and my brother Bernard would actually race praying the Lord's Prayer. Before we go to bed at night, Again, we would actually race and we would think, I mean, if you know that that is not correct, God can hear you even before you ask Him. And He desires to have an encounter with us and us to have an encounter with Him. That's the reason why we pray. We don't have to babble our needs before the Lord. We should pray intelligent, intellectual, understandable prayer before the Lord and not just mindless prayer before the Lord because our God is a living God. He wants to have a relationship with us. Nimo Lord, before God gives you something. You know, when my girls would ask me for breakfast or for food, they don't have to say it over and over again. Dad, can you buy me McDonald's? 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 This morning when I was driving here, papunta kami ng anak ko rito, one word lang sinabi sa akin, Dad, I want some breakfast. I feel like I'm hungry. Okay, I'll guess what you want. McDonald's. How did you know? Hello. <laughs> because I know her. Because I have a relationship with her. That even before she asks, I'm willing to give it to her. So we drove through McDonald's and I asked her, even without her repeating her request, I asked her, what do you want specifically for today? And I bought her that request. If me as a father would like to give good gifts or breakfast to my child, how much more our magnanimous, benevolent, loving, heavenly father who would give all to us? Amen? Come on now. That's how glorious and how good our God is. And all He wants from us is to shut the door 
and to lead, you know, to, to, to have time with Him and intimacy with Him by pouring out our heart and say, God, I need you. I need you for my test. I need you for my work. I need you emotionally. I'm in trouble financially. I'm in trouble with my business. Can you step in this situation and glorify yourself? That's how to pray. And we're going to talk about that more. But it's not about us showing off that we're praying. It's not about us babbling meaningless repetition. But it's us having an intimate time with the Lord, connecting with Him. Can you imagine if I would tell my wife, you know, if, if my wife would like to have a conversation with me, oh, set an appointment at 4 next Tuesday. Okay, I'll talk to you. Can you imagine that? She would not appreciate that. It's on demand. If she wants to talk to me, I will talk to her just like that. Because our, of our relationship, our Heavenly Father is never too busy for us. He will always find time for you and for me. Even if there's a lot of problem in Iraq or Syria or in other parts of the, Lord, the world, guess what? God will never be too busy for His children. When you pray, close the room, pray in secret, and hear God and let your words be heard by Him. The right way to pray ultimately is in secret. That's the way to pray. That's the way to give. Simple, direct conversations and petitions before the Lord. Martin Luther said, faith quickly gets through telling what it wants. Many long prayers are not the way. Prayers ought to be brief, frequent, and intense. It has to be brief. Sandali lang, pero intense. The intensity of your love and your relationship with the Lord is reflected in your prayer. Frederick Bruner said, prayer is not an intelligence briefing for God. It is intelligent conversation with Him. You understand what you're saying, and He understands what you're saying as well. It's not a meaningless, repetitive. We tend to somehow disrespect Him if we do that. And next week, we're going to realize that this Lord's Prayer, Our Father, is not just a verbatim type of prayer, although you can pray that way. But it's more of a pattern and an outline of a prayer. And we're going to talk about that next week. August Van Rijn says, God judges prayers not by their lengths, but by their depth. Gano kalalim yung pagmamahal natin sa Panginoon. And the last spiritual discipline as I prepare to close is fasting. Pag-aayuno. Everybody say Fasting. The wrong way to fast, of course, we know that already. Sinabirito, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites. You see these words three times in this short text. Do not role play. Do not pretend. Do not be like the hypocrites. For they disfigure their faces that their fasting may be seen by others. Truly, I say to you, they have received their reward. If people napansin ka, ay, nato-fast ka, anong fasting mo ngayon? Wala, water lang ako eh, for five days. Wow. Antinde. Water lang daw. Ako, liquid fast. Niliquify ko yung hamburger. You know, and we can actually compare notes, and we, you know, but the fact is, we do corporate fasting. And it's easier to fast when you realize that there are people fasting with you. 
Kung alam mong meron kang kasamang gutom, mas madali mag-fast, right? Hindi yung ikaw lang mag-isa ang nagdudusa. But people are fasting with you. But yet, if you are fasting on your own, and if God calls you to seasons of fasting, for a while, my wife and I would actually, before, no, when we were starting this church, once a week we would fast, every Thursday. And we would take that as a time of our devotion with the Lord to humble ourselves and say, God, help us. Help us lead this church. Help us. Give us leaders. So we're praying for the, the church. We're praying for ourselves. We're praying for our ministry. And we're humbling ourselves. When you fast before the Lord, it's not to announce it to men. It's to humble yourself before God and say, God, I can't do this without you. It's a form of humility. So the wrong way to fast is to show people. The right way to fast is to only be seen by God. When you fast, anoint your head, wash your face, that your fasting may not be seen by others, but by your Father who is in secret. And we see this statement three times. And your Father who sees what you do in secret will reward you. My question for us this morning is, who do you want to reward you? Do you want to be rewarded by men? Or do you want to be rewarded by God Himself? How many of you know that God is a rewarder? The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, without faith, it is impossible to please God because we must believe that He exists and that He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. He is a rewarder. But yet, if we choose to be rewarded by people here, that's it. Paid in full, take your receipt and go. That's it. There's no more reward that you can wait from God. But if you do the righteous acts in secret... If you give in secret, if you pray in secret, if you fast in secret, and people are not even aware that you're doing this, guess what? Your reward will be in heaven. And God is no debtor to anyone. He is a generous God, magnanimous in His giving and magnanimous in His benevolence. You know, we are sowing what we're reaping, but yet at the same time, we're not doing this because we're getting anything from God. We're doing this out of a heart of gratitude because of what Jesus has done for us. How do we fast? We fast in secret. We pray in secret. We give in secret. John Stott says, the purpose of fasting is not to advertise ourselves, but to discipline ourselves. Not to gain a reputation for ourselves, but to express our humility before God and our concern for others in need. If these purposes are fulfilled, it will be reward enough. That is our reward. We give, we pray, we fast to discipline ourselves, but ultimately, our motivation is to glorify the Lord. Whose applause do we live for? Galatians chapter 1 verse 10 says, For I am now seeking, for am I now seeking the approval of men or of God? Or am I trying to please man and if I were still trying to please man, I would not be a servant of Christ. We have a choice. Every, th- every time we do something spiritual, something religious, is it so that we can gain an acceptance before men? Or ultimately, is it because we're driven by our desire to honor and to please our Father? As God's children, we do the right thing in the right way for the right reason for our Heavenly Father. And that ultimately is our motivation 
for living. Amen? Can we all stand up right now? I just want to pray for us. Can we just close our eyes and bow our heads before the Lord? And if there's areas in our life that we have been hypocrites and we have done it with wrong motives, let's just repent before the Lord right now and just ask for forgiveness. Father, we come before you and ask for your forgiveness if we have done spiritual things with unspiritual motives. Ultimately, it is you that we want to please. We don't want to be pleasers of men, but we want to be God-pleasers. Father, I thank you that from this day on, help us to always check our heart and help us to check our motives as we pray, give, fast, and do service, be benevolent, serve as a minister here in the church, be an usher, be a teacher in the kids, uh, do worship, or even just attend here, I thank you, Lord God. You will allow us to always have the right motive, and that is ultimately to seek you and to glorify your name. Thank you, Lord, that Jesus went to the cross. Yes, it was a public place, and he did it for us. But even before the cross, he was alone in the Garden of Gethsemane, Lord God. He was kneeling down before the Father, and he was saying these words, not my will, but your will be done. And he was obedient to the Father, even in the secret place. Thank you, Lord God. Our obedience can always be found in our secret place with you, Lord. If you are here this morning, as all heads are still bowed down and all our eyes closed, if you are here and you are not yet born again, and if you're not yet saved, Jesus said simply in John chapter 3, unless we are born again, we cannot see the kingdom of God. Being born again is not joining a church, it's not changing religion. It's not joining a new denomination. It is joining God Himself. It is having a personal relationship with God. It is Him adopting us as children of God. It is Him forgiving us of our sins. And it is Him giving us the gift of everlasting life. So if you are here this morning with no one looking around, Maaring nandito ka ngayon for the first time. Maaring you've been coming here for a couple of weeks, but you have not made Jesus Christ your Lord and your Savior yet. I want to give you a chance before I turn this over to Pastor Jonathan. I want you to raise up your hand right now before God and say, God, that is me. I want to be your child. I want to accept your forgiveness. And I want to repent of all my sins. Can we do that right now? If you want to receive Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, just lift up your hand right now. If you want to do that right now, lift it up before the Lord. Yes, God bless you, ma'am. Yes, I see that hand in the back. Yes, 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 I see those hands. Just lift it up before the Lord. This is between you and God. The most important decision you'll ever make in your life is this. More important than your career, more important than your family, it is this. It's talking about eternal destiny. And I believe that God has brought you here today for a purpose. It is not an accident that you're here. Yes, I see that hand in the back, those hands in the back. God bless you. If you're lifting up your hands, I want you to pray this prayer out loud. In fact, I want to invite everyone to pray this prayer with me. Everybody say, Lord Jesus, I confess that I am a sinner needing a Savior. Thank you for dying on the cross to pay the penalty for all my sins. I confess that Jesus is Lord, and I believe that He is raised from the dead. Thank you, Lord, that from this day on, I am saved, and I am now a child of God, and I have eternal life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.